Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Team Preacher. What a wonderful week. I pray you all had a great week and uh, kept the Lord in mind. Um, I hope you also had a wonderful Sunday filled praising and glorifying the Lord. Um, but uh, I'm going to start in some prayer and then we are going to continue our um, study into Job's character. All right, so I'm going to start in prayer. Thank you, Lord, for this one day, Lord. Um, bless our, our day, Lord, and our week, Lord. And I pray that we keep you in mind, Lord, and always meditate on your word. And Lord, help us to please keep yourself in our hearts and in our minds, Lord, that we not waver or will not do not fear of this world. I praise your name on high and help us to grow, add to our faith, Lord, and help us to um, have the fear of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so if you heard in my prayer about uh, the fear of the Lord is what we will be studying on. That is what the next part, if you read um, the verse, I'll read it as God is talking to Satan. He says, And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job? And there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil. So today we are doing one that feareth God. Amen. Which is amazing. I, this is probably... My absolute favorite. Okay, no, I take that back. Um, oh, man, I don't know. So after these two, the fear of the Lord and the shoe with evil, there's two more that I'm going to do. Um, and I'm just want to, I'm excited about it. So I'll just share a little bit of what I'm going to doing. Even though we're talking about the fear of the Lord today, I'm just excited. I want to share this with you. So in the last, so chapter one, the last two verses, um, three verses, then Job arose and rent his mantle after God, um, after Job had lost everything that he had, his family, um, you know, all his children, all that he had, he lost everything. Then this is what Job does. Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshiped. That's what it did. Most of us today, I don't think that would be our answers. Uh, that would not be what we would be doing if we lost everything to kneel down on the ground and start worshiping God. What an amazing man. And you know that takes that takes uh, just real humbleness, real absolute love. And you know what I write here is I want to talk about this is contentment. Job was so content with whatever the Lord had planned in his life. He was willing to lose it all and still do what he had done every single day is get up and go serve God. And that's what I want to talk about. We're going to be a few more weeks ahead of time, but I just want to share with you how amazing and exciting this is going to be. And then the next verse says, and said, naked came out of my mother's womb and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave and the Lord had taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Again, this commitment to the Lord and just being, having such a real um, contentment in the Lord, finding strength in, strength in him. And uh, there's one more in there. Um, and I can't find it for some reason. Oh, yes, there it is. And verse 22. And all this Job sinned not nor charged God foolishly. And, you know, he did not charge God foolishly. And what is opposite of being a fool is having wisdom. So Job was wise. He was a wise man. Not just the world's share of wisdom, but God's version, God's real wisdom. Um, he was wise. 
and he did not charge. You know how sometimes where you're, if you have siblings or family members or just involved with other people and somebody makes, um, does something where eventually you make a mistake or something bad happens and you just aggressively just like in your heart just decide it's their fault and you blame them. Well, then that's, that's charging them foolishly. You blame them. Well, that's not what Job did. After all that Job had lost, he didn't charge God foolishly. And that's what I also want to talk about is being wise. Is you know, we have to be content and consider God's plan to be the overall rule, should be the overall rule in our lives. And no matter whatever situation we are in, to be happy. But I'll, I'll stop now because <laughs> that's, I got to save that for all for another day. Okay, so wow, man, I just talked four minutes on that and we got to talk about the fear of the Lord. All right, so let's talk about the fear, one that feareth God and how we can be one that feareth God like Job. Um, so Second Corinthians, um, so Second Chronicles 19.9, one of the first verses that brings us up an example of the fear of the Lord. It says, um, I'm actually going to turn there my Bible real quick to give you a better explanation. Bear with me. If you have Bibles, turn there. Um, Chronicles, man, I'm looking in the New Testament and I'm like, it's in the Old Testament. Uh, sometimes it can be a little bit, uh, I can't, I'm not a really good person for talking at the same time as I'm flipping pages. Yeah, I'm just a bad person for that. Everybody will beat me when I'm preaching at getting there because I, I'm talking about the sermon and, uh, everybody's already there. And then I'm like, oh wait, I should get there too, since you're all waiting for me now. Um, Chronicles 19 verse 9 says, so this is talking, um, I'll just read a few verses before so you get in the, um, get the context. Wherefore now let, um, verse 7, wherefore now let us, the, um, let the fear of the Lord be upon you. Take heed and do it. For there is no iniquity with the Lord our God, nor respect of persons, nor taking of gifts. Moreover, in Jerusalem did, um, Jehoshaphat said of the, Levites and of the priests and of the chief of the fathers of Israel for the judgment of the Lord and for the controversies when they returned to Jerusalem. And he charged them saying, thus shall ye do in the fear of the Lord faithfully and with a perfect heart. So he is giving them a job. He is charging them to do something. He is telling them to do something. And he, you know how he's saying to do it. He's saying, he's telling them to do it in a specific way. You know how your parents or, you know, sometimes we serve God in a, um, in an unfearful way. You know, we serve God every day in our individual lives all differently than one another. Um, we all have different convictions, different ways we plan out and do things in our life. And, you know, sometimes it is wrong. Sometimes some people have more conviction than others. Some people share, give, give out gospel tracts all day as they're out working or doing something in town. Some people um, will try to find someone to lead someone to the Lord. Some people, Christians, just um, they're content when just have, wearing a smile and hoping that people will notice that they're a Christian. You know, everybody has something different of doing. And I'm not going to tell you which one's right, which one's wrong. And there's several others. I don't know. Um, you can come up with probably more than I can. And which one's right and wrong? Because that's for us to discern from and what we are, our conviction is. And, you know, if you're, if you are one that feareth God, you will have that right conviction. You will know 
which one is the right way. I know which one's the right way. And what am I doing? I'm thinking in my head, what is wrong with me? So honestly, I'll share with you yesterday, a little, you know, a little insight on, um, I used to be just a little bit that weighs heavy on my heart is I was really good at giving out gospel tracts continually, constantly to so many people in the stores. I used to try to give out as many as I could. Well, then I got a job where um, I'm not allowed to, I got to be really careful about giving gospel tracts to the people I work with. Um, Not the coworkers, my coworkers are Christians, but the carpenters and trades, other tradesmen, I got to be very careful because my boss or the job can get, someone can get in trouble or I can, you know? So I have to be careful. So, and because of wearing work clothes, I didn't want my gospel tracks to get all messed up and crippled, you know, crinkled up. So I stopped wearing them around. Well, then that affect my daily life. I stopped bringing around gospel tracks. Well, after a long time, I'm trying to get back into it because the Lord has convicted me about it. And I'm like, I got to get back into this. And of course, I start little. I can do, it's easier for me to do the cashiers. You know, I try to talk with them, kind of like show myself friendly. So it's like, and then, hey, can I give you something to read, something to brighten your day? And usually I'll get a yes. I always wear a smile. Um, best shows that I'm a Christian. I don't want to give them a nasty frown. I don't know what's wrong with anybody else, any other Christians who do that. But um, so I'm just, that's how I've started. But my goal, I went, we went to Sam's Club yesterday. And apparently they had this big thing going on. So there was a piles of pie and piles of people. And I'm like, okay, so I brought a pile of gospel tracks. My goal was to at least give one and to hopefully give many. And man, when I got in there, I completely shut down. I apologized to the Lord a hundred times. So distraught, but I just, man, I can, I am a full on extrovert. I can talk your ear off and I love making kind of like making new friends. But when it comes to being in a, surrounded by a lot of people I don't know, man, I completely shut down. I was just, oh, man, I just start. I'm just keep working on starting small and growing and getting better at, uh, at it. Man, I used, I can't even imagine. It felt like yesterday I was able to just completely go around a bunch of people and completely say, hey, can I give you something to read? And so easily do it. And now I'm, I had this one man tell me, which I fully believe in. He said, giving on gospel tracts and leading people to the Lord is like a muscle. And some, if you, you know, if you don't work that muscle for a long time, what happens? It easily gets weak. And remember this also, it takes a, it takes a longer time to make muscle than it is to lose it. So (laughs) sadly enough. So man, you take, you know, a few weeks off of giving out gospel tracts for whatever reason, it's going to be a lot harder to get back in it rather than, you know, taking forever to be able to get better and better at it. So boy, man, but the Lord is by my side and he's by your side and with his help and strength, man, especially with the fear of the Lord, man, what we could conquer and what we can do if we run with that fear of the Lord. Now, I'm just going to keep, I'm going to go and uh, read some verses about the fear of the Lord and how amazing and exciting it is. All right. So a better understanding what the fear of the Lord is. Okay. So Proverbs 10, 27 is a description of what the fear of the Lord is. The fear of the Lord. Um, okay. This is the wrong verse. Um, okay. So here it is. Proverbs 8, 13. Proverbs 8, 13 says, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogancy and the evil way in the flowered mouth do I hate? So what is the fear of the Lord? Proverbs 8.13 says it. That's what the fear of the Lord is, is to hate everything in opposition of God. So what God hates, that we are to hate. So it is a, it is a, it is a mindset 
that Jesus Christ had. Um, the fear of the Lord is to have that mindset of Jesus Christ. And how you know how many times in the Word of God, uh, Proverbs, uh, no, Psalms um, 111, um, verse 10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And there are actually countless uh, verses. Proverbs, another verse in Proverbs, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Again, the fear of the Lord being called wisdom. Well, then I was like, man, so, so many times in Proverbs and Psalms, it's like um, just very much... Fear of the Lord and wisdom are coming together like really close. They're like really just like um, they're not like clashing. No, yeah, no, they're they're clashing together. You know where you'll go to you get ready for church and you'll have two colors that just clash together. No clash is that match? Um, a clash I think is the opposition. Boy, I am really bad at. Um, that's not, okay. So I'm just going to say match because that word, I know exactly what it means. Um, it matches, you know, you find this something that matches. Well, that's what the fear of the Lord is and wisdom. It's something in the word of God that God has made that they match together. And I decided to put a better study in this. And guess what I found? Job 28, 28, an amazing, inspiring verse. It says, and, and unto man, he said, this is Job, behold, well, Job, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. <gasps> Just like, like, poof, man, when I first read that, it was like, I gasped inside. Like, wow. I was like, okay, because I'm like reading all these verses that's like matching up the fear of the Lord and wisdom and instruction and, you know, understanding and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, that explains so much. And, uh, um, and of course, and to def- Part from evil is understanding, which we'll talk about that part next week because that is about eschewing from evil. That's our next part of Job's character. But if you read here again, and unto man he said, behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And wisdom, everybody, is the fear of the Lord. So, and what is wisdom, everybody? The word of God. The word of God is wisdom. God has, I'm just, God has, Filled these pages with wisdom. So if the word of God is wisdom and the fear of the Lord is wisdom, what is the fear of the Lord? It is the word of God. It is intertwined. It is connected to one another. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom because the fear of the Lord is following the word of God. It is following the way that Jesus Christ walked. It's following the way that Job here walked, which he walked as Jesus Christ did. Um, It is listening to what God hates and hating those exact same things. It's having the exact mind that Christ had. It's setting this new tune, tone in our mindset and in our service. The way we think, the way we go every single day is completely changed. It is reversed because we still carry around this flesh. You know what they say? Um, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. I mean, I'm sorry. Yes, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Now, how to strengthen that spirit so that we overcome our flesh, overcome the fear. Remember, fear is the opposition. I don't know. Faith is the opposition of fear. The reverse. The, so when you have fear, like I had going to Sam's Club, I had fear. It was the opposite of faith. I didn't have the faith to conquer my fear and to go out there and give the gospel tracks. Give out gospel tracks. No, man, I'm still working on it. 
but I inspire you. If you're still, if you're already strong, awesome about it, and you like giving out gospel tracts, keep it up. Keep keeping that fire going, you know, and that spark. But if not, hey, I hope this uh, ignites the flame, you know, and this amazing power that God has given us, the fear of the Lord. You know, even more talk on explaining that the fear of the Lord and wisdom are just intertwined. It's the word of God. Is Psalms 19.9. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. What's also enduring forever. What else is clean? The judgments of the Lord are tried and righteousness, I know, are true and righteous altogether. Man, what's true and righteous, everybody? Come on, hear this amazing. Now, of course, if it uses a different word, it's not exactly the same thing. Okay, so I'm gonna just make that clear. You're like, you know, you could be out there like freaking out, like, oh no, what is, um, yeah, things that are different are not the same. So I'm not saying they're the same thing, but they're they they match. Okay, so they match together. They're not the same, but they match together. They, um, they connect. They just they form a bond between each other. Um, the Psalms, uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of not wisdom. That's what I said. I've already read, um, Proverbs. Yeah, I read that verse. Um, let's see. Proverbs 10, 27, the fear of the Lord prolongeth days, but the years of the wicked shall be shattered. What does the Bible say? Keep my law and you will you know, live longer. It says it countless times about teaching your children to respect, to love, to, to listen to this word of God. So in a prolongeth days, the fear of the Lord, which is to hate all the things that Jesus Christ hates, that God hates. It's sin, wickedness. And also the fear of the Lord is wisdom. So wisdom, um, God's way his word that teaches us his way to walk as he walked, which is the fear of the Lord. I mean, I'm, I'm rolling all over my pl- all over the place, am I? Pro- it prolongeth days. The fear of the Lord prolongeth days. Proverbs 14, 26. In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence, and his children shall have a place of refuge. Isn't that amazing? That's exciting. As a young man, I'm just like, man, this world is way bigger than I am and way scarier than I am, <laughs> way more intimidating. I man, I'm not that intimidating, I tell you. I, I wish I was, but no, I'm not. Well, maybe I'm glad I'm not because then that wouldn't really help me in the ministry. Um, pray, you know, just this amazing fear of the Lord that is wisdom and is to hate all these evil things. The fear of the Lord, we can find confidence in the fear of the Lord, which is wisdom, which is connected with this amazing word of God, following his word. It's loving his word. Um, his strong comments and his children shall have a place of refuge. Uh, when I think of people that are just having a hard time, they're like, man, I'm just scared and I don't know what to do. Well, guess what, everybody? You can have a place, a strong, you can have strong confidence and you can have a place of refuge. The fear of the Lord, which is the beginning of wisdom. And it is wisdom. And where is wisdom? It is the word of God. You can find in the words of God. Proverbs 14, 27. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to depart from the um, snares of death. An amazing. A fountain of life. Hey, do you, I don't know about you. I want the fountain of life. You want the fountain of life? Yes, we all want the fountain of life. And what is that? The fear of the Lord, which is wisdom, which is the words of God. 
All right, one last verse, everybody. Proverbs chapter 15, verses 16. Better is little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble therewith. Remember that. You know, as you wish you had more or you become complacent or uncontent, we're going to be talking about contentment another time in the Word of God. As you train and work on yourself, um, as sometimes we find ourselves uncontent. Remember Proverbs fifteen sixteen. Proverbs fifteen sixteen. Better is little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and um yeah and gr- and great treasure and trouble therewith. Remember that. Rem- let that sink in. It's like t- let's take like ten seconds or something to let that sink in. I need to let it sink in. You know, it's just. So many times in our lives that we find ourselves uncontent and fearful and complacent. Why this? Why that? And, you know, find this moment where we come to the word of God. God, you are everything I need. You've given me everything I'll ever need. I don't need anything else. All I need is you. I love this inspiring song. When the Lord is all you have, he's all you need. (laughs) Amen. Oh, I just love that song. Man, praise the Lord. I just love that song. Man, when the Lord is all you have, he's all you need. And remember what the fear of the Lord is and wisdom and that the words of God are just amazing. And that's all I have for today, everybody. Man, there are countless verses about the fear of the Lord, but I knew I needed to stop somewhere. So um, I pray that the Lord uses this in your life and in your heart and that the Lord just fills your heart with an overwhelming desire to just have the fear of the Lord and to study it and to figure out what it is for yourself. Hey, you can believe me. You can, you can believe me. And, you know, I'm just reading out of the word of God as you are as well. You know, just study the fear of the Lord and you'll find an excitement and just an amazing revelation in the word of God, the fear of the Lord and wisdom and just the words of God that are just so inspiring. I pray uh, God blesses your day, your week. Have a great work week if you work. If not, um, every day, you know, whatever you're doing, serve God in every way you possible. And uh, let's have the fear of the Lord um, this week. I want to be one that, um, um, one that feareth God, just like Job. And I know you want to too. Um, so let's Christians, let's Christians, let's work hard. And uh, prayerfully, when we reach heaven, heaven's gates, and the Lord sees us, he says, welcome my beloved and my faithful um, son. Well done, my great and faithful son, or whatever. Um, the saying usually, um, the verse usually goes, sorry, I'm paraphrasing. Forgive me. And uh, that's where we'll end. All right, God bless everybody. I'll pray. Um, I'll just pray real quick because that's what I always do. And to just remain, just, I'll pray that the Lord sinks us into our minds and our hearts. You know, we're in Psalms, it says to write across, um, let wisdom. Um, um, Solomon tells his sons to write wisdom upon their hearts. Um, that's, I'll be praying for that um, for both, all of us. Lord, I praise your name on high. Thank you for the blessed day you've given us. And Lord, I pray, thank you for the wonderful words from your word, Lord, spoken today. I pray, um, Lord, I pray that it sinks in, um, it goes into our ear, and it travels to our heart, Lord, and to our mind, Lord, and fills our mind with you. 
And Lord, I pray help us to have the fear of the Lord, to hate the things that you hate, Lord, and that we would have wisdom and just absolute contentment and love in you, Lord. I pray we serve you with everything that we have every day. And Lord, and that we just, Lord, that we don't um, become complacent or, um, Lord, I just, Lord, I pray that we just be everything you want us to be. Lord, I pray help us, um, the word spoken tonight of your word, sink in deep. Lord, I praise your name on high. Bless everybody, Lord. And uh, Lord, I thank you so much for the wonderful week and day you bless me with. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, everyone, have a good week. God bless you, and thank you all for listening. All right, bye.